central government thinks that young people's incomes should be raised to reverse Japan's birth rate, stating our traditional measures to raise the birth rate have focused on helping people raise children and get married. This is the Minister for Child-Related Policies, which is a new position that was created in Japan because of the de- serious issue of the, very, the declining birth rate. I... Maybe the minister, the new minister, listens to Ninja New Japan. I don't... I want to do it. I told you so. Uh, I have been complaining, essentially, that they, their focus on the birth rate seems to be on helping people raise kids, not actually getting people to a position where they want to have kids in the first place. Like, it's great to have all these policies to help people raise children. It is completely pointless to have a policy to help people raise children if they don't have children in the first place. So at least the government seems to be shifting their thinking. They're starting to get the right idea. And that is very important because that is the shift that is going to make the change. Now, the first thing, raising incomes. Yes, if you raise incomes of people, they are more likely to have children. But they're still missing the core element that I have said on Ninja News Japan a million times, so much so that I almost was getting ready to say, like, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. They have to give, they have to have a shift in work culture in Japan so that young people or just people in general have time off to form human relationships. The work culture in Japan is designed to keep you in the workplace an exorbitant amount of time, so much so that it's actually pointless to formate, to form any sort of actual relationship with another human being. So more money is a step one, because then if I have money, I can do stuff. But the next step is I need to be able to have time to do stuff with all that extra money I'm making. So I think the government is shifting in the right direction. The new Minister for Child-Related Policies has the right initial idea. They need to take a step further. The problem is the step further is work culture in companies in Japan that have you work unnecessarily long hours to no benefit, because all the people I know who do work actually these stupid hours in Japan. They say they don't do anything. They're productive for about six hours a day. And then after that, they don't do anything. This matches up with the timing of a survey of unmarried people who are under 30. It turned out half of those people under 30 who are not married do not want children primarily because of economic concerns. So they're basically saying, I don't have enough money to have kids. So why would I even think about having kids? 400 respondents, that's actually not a massive sample size. 18 to 29, that is the uh, appropriate age range. 49.5% say they do not want kids. 53% of men say they don't want kids. And 45.6% of women say they don't want kids. Uh, This is causing great anxiety about Japan's future. Because is there going to be a Japan? Elon Musk made the brilliant statement that if things keep going the way they are, there will not be a Japan anymore. Because Elon Musk... He's such a genius, he can do basic math. If numbers go down, uh, eventually you run out of numbers or you hit zero. Sushiro has been in the news. We've talked about it many, many times because they are the victims of the, the food terrorism. There is a food terrorism story coming up soon. But they've done something else that's very interesting. So Sushiro isn't just sushi. Uh, it's not just, it's kaiten sushi, conveyor belt sushi. Uh, you can order lots of other stuff. You can order french fries. You can order deep fried chicken, you order lots of stuff from Sushiro. Uh, Sushiro will use its used cooking oil 
in conjunction with another company to create sustainable jet fuel, which is pretty awesome. There are 680 restaurants in Japan. And from 2025, they're going to take all the oil they use. Maybe they're just putting the system into place now. All the oil they use, that's going to be about 900,000 liters annually, and use that to create 750,000 liters of jet fuel. I, of course, don't understand the science or anything behind it uh, because I'm an English major. (laughs) So I could talk about, you know, when I read the news story, I could talk about, you know, the, the, the tone of the article and sort of the read between the lines, that kind of stuff. Uh, The science, far, far beyond me. But it is cool to take something that's been used and make it into something else uh, that is a very positive net for the world. But now we've talked about sushi terrorism. We have to actually get to some sushi terrorism. Uh, Yoshinoya is a beef bowl place. So basically beef bowl, it's gyudon, it's a bowl of rice, and they put some shredded meat on top of it. That's the short version. It's really, really good. It's great late night food. It's great food for drunk people. Uh, there was a viral video. You think people would have learned after a whole bunch of people just got in trouble for this stuff of a man eating directly from the ginger container with chopsticks. So uh, basically they have the bowl that it's yours. And then on the table in front of you, there's going to be condiments. And one of them is ginger. You open up a little container, you take ginger out, you put it on your food, you mix it up, you eat it, you're happy. This guy thought, ah, you know, it'd be really funny with all the news of people doing gross stuff uh, and getting in trouble for it. I will do a gross thing. So September 29th, 2022. (laughs) So it's the man. He's got the bowl up near his face. He's eating it. He's got his chopsticks up. He's eating it like they do. I would actually say in the Chinese movies when they're really hungry, they shovel the food into their mouth. He's not actually eating that much. He's just shoveling a few into his mouth. But those chopsticks have been in his mouth and then those chopsticks are going back into the shared condiment ginger bowl in front of him. That's gross. I don't want that man spit on my ginger. Uh, No one else does either. And again, so after all this, was it worth it? Well, the viral video got really popular, so the police noticed, so uh, they were arrested. Now, this is technically not illegal, but it's being filed under interfering with store business, which... I guess is an obstruction of business charge. Uh, So he's probably not going to get arrested because it's not illegal. Like he's been arrested, but he's probably not going to get like prison time or anything like that. It's going to be a fine of some sort. But Japan is taking this really seriously. They take all this communal stuff is being ruined by these viral videos. And this communal nature of eating is a big part of Japanese culture. So I think they're really offended by it. Uh, And that's of course why it's, gets so viral on the internet, which is what these clout chasers want. I don't think they realize though, if it gets popular enough is guaranteed you're going to get noticed and therefore guaranteed you're going to get arrested. Last week on C. McBee podcast, the other podcast I do, I talked about the uh, congressional trials in TikTok and the congressional trials with Google four years ago and how they were similar and different and uh, what the actual point was. They're talking about banning TikTok in America. There's really no, in in a country that claims to have like freedom of choice and freedoms like that, where you can buy guns, it seems unlikely to be able to actually ban an app. 
I did say quite clearly, ban it on government devices, 100% behind that, because that's not your device. It's the government device. Uh, if you work for a company and the company gives you a phone and they say, don't put TikTok on it, I am 100% on board with that. And if you put TikTok on, it, TikTok on it, you get fired. I agree. But personally, if you say, I can't use this app because it's going to track my information and stuff, well, every app tracks my information. I don't see how TikTok having my information as opposed to Google or Facebook or any other social media website, how is that different? So I don't see the benefit or the, the choice of actually banning TikTok. I'm not a massive TikTok user. I have an account. Uh, you can go to Chuck with Beef Chest on TikTok and, and watch basically it's clips of this and some gaming clips. But it seems counter to the nature of the American ideal to ban an app um, without more proof than they actually showed in the congressional hearings. I don't think that's actually going to go through. Japan has decided to ban TikTok on, TikTok on government devices when, when those government devices have confidential information on them, which I think is perfectly fair. I think that's actually a bit loose because it's actually saying if my company or if I work for the government and the government gives me a phone and I don't handle confidential information, I'm actually allowed to use TikTok on my government phone. I actually think that's stupid. I think you should just clear cut, ban it on government phones and you're done. Uh, and I actually think companies should do the same thing. But personally, if you want to use TikTok, I think if you understand the risks, go ahead and use TikTok. Uh, currently, it is not on any government devices. So I'm assuming they did a little inventory and checked and they said, okay, none of our government employees have put TikTok on their phones. We're just going to say, don't do it now. Everyone's on board. The government doesn't allow the use of external services on their phones at all, which again, I think is a good idea. I shouldn't, as a government employee, be putting anything for my personal entertainment, uh, Tinder, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you want. I shouldn't be putting any of those things on my government issued phone. On your personal phone? Honestly, none of my business, none of the government's business. You do what you want. Uh, it has not become a Japanese version of the congressional trial because Japan's pretty reasonable about this kind of stuff. So an idol got in trouble, and I do enjoy idol news because it's such a weird world. She went to a baseball game, and they have an order system with a QR code where you scan the QR code, and then you go, you just choose what you want to buy and then you go for pickup and you go. So I think you can already guess what happened. Uh, she tweeted out a copy of the QR code and said, please buy me chili shrimp under my name. I eat a lot. So please order it so I can like pick it up. And then I want to eat some fried rice and karage. Karage is like deep fried chicken balls, not testicles, uh, balls of chicken. So of course, fans who are paying attention to her tweets constantly, uh, bought her a ton of food. Then a whole bunch of other fans complained. It's like, this is abuse of your fandom. Uh, this is, the, the fandom of idols is taken very seriously and there's a lot of rules and stuff. Uh, you can't have a boyfriend and stuff. We've talked about that in the past. You can't have, you can't, you have to like, a lot of them, you have to maintain a certain weight. Uh, there was an idol group that actually was complaining about that recently, that they weren't allowed to eat and stuff. and It was unhealthy because they had to maintain a weight of like 40 kilos, despite the fact the girls were all really tall. So it didn't really make sense. The management company has already made her apologize for the trouble she caused. I found this interesting because I stream on Twitch. I don't have a, a massive fandom on Twitch. 
I'm actually streaming to Twitch right now as I record record this podcast. But if a girl did the same thing on Twitch, there would be no comment because it's almost expected. But as soon as you have a management company behind you, there's a certain amount of decorum and rules that need to be put in place. So you have to be careful of that. I found that interesting because if she had just been independent and she had been streaming or live streaming, that kind of thing, and that was her career choice, she would have been fine. But because she has a management company behind her, she has to follow certain rules. She does something bad. It makes the management company look bad. Um, This is the kind of thing. There was the girl who was a pro gamer and she started crapping on short men. She got fired because essentially her pro gaming career was linked to a company. And as soon as she got shitty with. I keep thinking I have an earthquake, but it's actually uh, just big trucks going by. In Japan, there are things called advertising trucks, and they're basically just rolling billboards. They're trucks, uh, and then instead of actually carrying cargo, they put a big sign in the, on the back where the the, the, cab is, uh, the car is, um, the trailer, and they light it up. So it's basically, you can see it. Uh, some of them will play music and stuff. There's sound laws you have to be careful of. In Tokyo, uh, you see a lot of these, probably more than, I've seen a few around where I, li- where I live and where I work, uh, but in Tokyo, you see a bunch of them. And the rule is that if you want to have a rolling billboard, one of these advertising trucks in your, in Tokyo, it has to be approved by the city. So I can't have like my only fans with my like butthole on a billboard rolling through the downtown Tokyo that has to be approved. And they'd be like, Oh, Peter's butthole is gross. We don't want that on a billboard. And only fans isn't like the appropriate thing to advertising, all that kind of stuff. So that makes sense. There is a loophole though. Uh, and they actually deem, sorry, I have to say before that, they actually deem advertising hosts and hostess clubs, uh, kind of the same thing. Kids shouldn't be like being encouraged to go to host clubs. Uh, it's not really the, the best way. It's not, uh, it's seedy. How about that? And so you shouldn't really be advertising seedy stuff on the streets around Tokyo where everyone can see it because that's not really, that's not really cool. But there is a loophole, and the loophole is if your truck is not registered in Tokyo, it doesn't have to like follow these rules. So I get my truck in Chiba, and I register it there, and I make it an advertising truck, and then I start advertising a host club in Tokyo because it's a Chiba truck, it doesn't have to be registered. So the government, the local government in Tokyo is like, well, that's not cool because they're they're still doing the thing we don't want them to do. They're advertising the stuff we don't want them to advertise. So what we need to do is close that loophole. So now they're currently talking to neighboring districts and saying, can you make the same rules we make so it's like cohesive? And if everyone has the same rules, then even if you have a advertising truck in in Chiba, you're not gonna be able to roll it into Tokyo and advertise stuff we don't want people to advertise. That's interesting. I didn't actually think that there would, these are local laws in rules that I didn't know about. Uh, I've seen the advertising ones. Usually it's for, I don't actually know what it's for. It's usually got like little anime pictures on it, but I think it's actually a hostess club and they're trying to like soften what they're doing. It's really hard to tell because they roll by and I don't pay attention. Then I'm like, huh, what was that? That ha- That's how effective that advertising actually is. A great way to get the internet to sort of dunk on your shit is to tell the internet to not dunk on your shit. 
that is actually a guide. So if I said like, hey, please don't say anything negative about Ninja News Japan. I would expect the next day to be at least one negative comment about Ninja News Japan somewhere on the internet. Uh, and then if that got popular, uh, it could actually, again, go in viral, but in a negative way for me. Uh, maybe I should try that. Maybe that's the problem is I keep like not pushing people to say anything positive or negative. And, but if I said like, oh, you, please, only say positive things about Ninja News Japan, and then people would all say negative things, it would go viral and then more people would come to the show. <gasps> I think I just found my, my way to get famous, which is pretty awesome. The producer of the Kamen Rider movies. Kamen Rider is one of these. It's like Sailor Moon. It's a character and he is a regular person and he transforms into a hero, usually with some complicated toy that you can sell to children. Uh, the movies are essentially extensions of the kids show. So they're not great movies. They produce them probably two or three a year. They're not great. I mean, I'm not shitting on them. They're for kids. Kids enjoy them. That's great. If you're going to talk about quality cinema or filmmaking, these would not fall into the art category of that. But that's, that's not to say it's a bad thing. As long as it makes kids happy, that's all you're really looking for. Um, the thing is, people grow up and they still love Kamen Rider. So they keep talking about Kamen Rider and they still go to the movies. But somehow they haven't really stuck in their head that because I've grown up, these movies should grow up with me. Whereas the movies are actually servicing a group of, let's say, eight-year-olds. And the group of eight-year-olds stays the same every year. It's just a new eight-year-old. Um, the producer of these movies, his son had a really good idea. He said, what I'm going to do is I'll go on the internet. I'll tweet. Yeah, please refrain from posting negative comments on social media where an unspecified number of people can see them. So what he's saying is don't tweet out negative stuff about the new movie because then people who haven't seen the movie might think it's not a good movie and then not go to the movie. So of course the immediate storm that followed was people saying, you can't tell me what to do. Uh, a lot of these people actually weren't shitting on the movie. They were just shitting on the comment. They're like, if you, Basically, what you're saying is only say positive things about this film. Well, that's not really fair. You can't tell people to not do that. If it's not a good film, people should know it's not a good film. Uh, so maybe you should focus more on making quality films. But this isn't even like the director or someone involved in the movie in any real way. This is the producer of these films, his son. So I'm assuming that his whole lifestyle is actually built on the fact that these franchises are successful. He wants people to only say good things so that his dad can make more money so that he can have more money sent to him or whatever that relationship is. But if you want to make stuff and put it on the internet, a, an important piece of information to keep in mind is do not tell people to not do things on the internet because the internet is inherently contrary. They will naturally do the thing you tell them not to do. 